This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. The voice of South Yorkshire and North Derbyshire. BBC Odijay trying to get the better of Risa using good body strength in towards Howard down he goes and Barnsley claiming a penalty there and Martin Atkinson not giving it big big decision right at the end of the game in added time Odijay goes up for it away by Carragher Howard's there once more still it's Howard still going Hammer. 
side he comes, that's what he wants to do! Oh, that is wonderful! He just loves this place! Another stunning goal from Adam Hamill of Barnsley! Again, the big player for Barnsley, the big build-up. We're looking at him to deliver, to produce. Paul Heckebottom just behind him, they're right behind. My word, has he produced. What an absolute outstanding finish this is. He knows exactly where he wants to put it. This is a player at the top of his game, enjoying his football, enjoying his life. Look at that. Perfection. Good afternoon and welcome to The Vibe. Another win at the weekend for Barnsley. Lots to talk about, lots of award nominations are sending off and what could be a retrospective ban as well for Cameron McGeehan. We'll get stuck into all of that and more live on Barnsley's first ever and only indie radio station, The Vibe, with The Reds Report with myself, Chris Mason and Carlo van der Watering. South Yorkshire. This is the vibe. Jump into the music. Well, we can kind of jump straight into it. I mean, there's a big result at the weekend to talk about, Carlo, but first of all, there's been a lot of award nominations for Barnsley this week. They've been coming thick and fast. The uh, the old bell on the Twitter's been going off because Barnsley nominated for quite a lot of awards. The clubs have obviously done their monthly ones as well and I think Adam Davis has won the club one, hasn't he? And that, for a good February in theory for Adam Davis, comes in for a lot of stick but a lot of clean sheets and the most in the division. So well well deserved for Adam Davis as a, the fans player of the month as well. Uh, I think so. Uh, good news. He's had a good week, hasn't he? Sorry, a good month. Conceded, what, maybe one? It's not, that is not definitely the penalty save, you know, done really well. Yeah. I think what then worries me is... I know he says, why is a new contract not being signed? Ben Williams signed one this week. And then I think, you know, if he's player month, obviously enormously approved on, on, on last season. Good defence in front of him. Mm. And it, that's the only thing that tints it for me is, why is he not come out and say, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to sign. But well-deserved for a captain, um, I think for the whole team, yeah. And, and you, you can't knock him, can you? I know people no. will try to, but I don't think you can. No, you can't at the minute. And he's, he's nominated for the League One Player of the Month as well, which is... He, they're looking at the overall stat it's nice when they don't just throw goal scorers in there or no, it's good. attacking it's, midfielders it's all, round. it's all round and he's in there nominate Barnsley are in that top top two of the division now they're getting that recognition as we head into March which is nice to see and, and Adam Davis up for the League One Player of the Month as well good recognition for the club and Corley Woodrow for the Fans Player of the Month for League One as well has been nominated yeah PFA Fans Player of the Month obviously Corley's had a, a you know a, a very decent February so we say um I think there were worries, there were concerns after the injury with uh, T- T- Kiefer and how that would look. I think the lad in February scored in two separate matches, a double. Yeah. Um, chipped in again on Saturday. And I think what, what, what we see now is that initially I thought they were very good as a double act and, and a more improved Woodrow. But actually, even without more, I think Woodrow just, is just a class act. I really, really think. I think he's one of the best strikers we've had for a long time. And his goals come in fits and starts, don't they? Like that, you'll see him go quite for a couple of games then nearly to double. And, and that's his goal tally's been very impressive considering he didn't start playing towards the end of October. No, exactly. You know, he, he came, obviously got injured before he even put pen to paper, but he's put that well behind him on, on Sky Sports before the match. They asked him about you know, pressure and... Well, it's right, isn't it? We're not only relying on Kiefer Moore and Coley Woodrow to score. Three different goal scorers again, midfielder chipping in, and um, all is looking well. And, and a well-deserved, because I think the, the, the PFA nomination is probably slightly different than the EFL, because sometimes with the EFL you can argue... There's a bit like, of bias you can see, can't you? I think there is. It's often about 
goal scorers and things like that. Mm. But no, definitely, um, and and good on him because. Um, He's not had to adjust, has he? He's hit the ground running and he's never really stopped, so long may it continue. Certainly, and before we get on to the South End game, Jacob Brown, the Young Player of the Month for uh, for February, a good month overall. When you added it all up, the stats, the assists and, and a couple of goals thrown in, and the fact that he's so young and we, we actually didn't see him playing as many games as we did in a row when we were speaking back in December before the transfer window opened. So it's been a really, um, it's it's a compliment to Jacob Brown that he's got this award, hasn't he, just on the eve of the South End game? Yeah, Um had to laugh because as he said in an interview five assists and a goal I would have been happy with that for the season and that was yes. just in one month um, he, he's matured hasn't he he's fast um, I think he's getting more assured yes there was the hiccup or whatever you want to call it that happened against um, Southend but he's just a class player um, an academy product that seems like uh, the transition from sort of under 23s to the first team made it seamlessly um, he fits in I think he, he gets that Stendhal um, ethos of you know you work hard he's constantly running he's, he's moving forward then comes back to defend he's a ball winner and um, probably you know when you look at like him and you look at Ben Williams I think we're, we're in good hands when you see that coming through the academy Jack Walton's back and on the bench and there's back up for Adam Davies see Jack back as well isn't it yeah definitely and then I suppose rounded off with Daniel Stendhal getting the um, nomination for manager of the month. Yeah, that, that's come. To, that recognition's come a lot. It's come a bit late, hasn't it, for Daniel? You look so. at the. There's only been now and again. I mean, we spoke a while ago. Now, obviously, the defeat at Charlton and the defeat at Shrewsbury and losing to Wickham the last time Barnsley lost in the league. How's the? How's it gone under the radar, so to speak? Because we've, they've been in and around. Only dropped to seventh around just before December, didn't they? After yeah. those couple of defeats, they've always been in and around that Barnsley and challenging, unbeaten. Till, was it October when they lost to Coventry or something like that? So they were unbeaten for a while at the start. No recognition and now finally starting to see what Daniel Stendhal's actually brought to Barnsley. Yeah, I, it always baffles me when they come out with these. I, I don't know who makes the nominations. I really don't. Sometimes I wonder if it's somebody who even knows anything about football. Because I'd love to see the criteria because if you did yeah. it on points and especially you look at the, the goal difference for Barnsley, only second to Luton, the best defensive record, the most clean sheets in League One. You do wonder exactly. how he's not been nominated for at least four months in a row. Exactly. And, and, but you might even have a manager who's managing a club that's maybe fourth or fifth from bottom that won two matches and drew two. So results-wise might not be in. But if they've you know turned a ship round and, and, and mm-hmm. started getting up to any results, I don't know what the criteria are. It is long overdue. I think, just like a player, he's had to get used to you know the, the English League one of the type of football um, that's played there. We play our own sort of gig and press, high-tempo, high-pressing game. But sometimes you come up against opposition and you know early in the season we looked lost a couple of times yes. we talked about a lack of plan B well actually Southend match is a perfect example where he's cool he's calculated he doesn't make rash decisions either does he does he he no. looked when Brown got sent off you could see him thinking well there's only nine minutes left we'll leave it as it is and we'll regroup at half time and I just think but then we kept it like that as well which was even better to just shove TM up top which I think was an absolute an absolute masterstroke from the manager to be fair I tell you, I, you know, I went to um, I went to my mates to watch it, and I forgot second half. I actually forgot that we had a man sent off, and obviously Sky kept reminding us. Um, Sky were very complimentary about it on Saturday as well, like I watching a Leeds game. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because it just makes me think they obviously haven't seen us a lot because how we play there, that's how we played against Rochdale week. away. Yeah. That's how we demolished Peterborough twice. You know what I mean? It's not a fluke. That's the type of football we've been playing. Yes, like you say, Chris, we had the little hiccup. But you know what? It's, it's fantastic to watch. Overall, it's been great to watch. You, you mentioned there about the players have had to get used to the manager and he's had to get used to the style in League One. I think Daniel had very much in mind what he wanted to do when he came to Barnes, though, and I think it's as it's gone on and on, we're now, we're now seeing that flower, aren't we, a little bit? It's definitely growing. And he had an idea, he's implemented it, and it's just worked well. And it's a shame, I think Paul Hicks said on Twitter, that he's going to be very upset when it comes to the point when Daniel is no longer Barnsley head coach because... He's very good and he's got a bright future ahead of him. The thing is, the type of football is that's his speciality. So let's hope it's years yet. But if he ever was to leave Barnsley, you can say that type of football will stay here, but then you need a manager who believes in that type of football, doesn't he? You, you've, yeah, you've got to look to the coach. Not a Tong, because I don't think it, that, that's... No, I think it, I think people like Tong, people like Stern are, are, are mentors. They're very good yes. at dealing with younger players. You need a master technician. A bit like Fergie was at, at Man United, you know, that type. He knows what he wanted. And I think if, if you're going to look as a Barnsley fan, we've gone from like 
Hedge coaches wise So we finished the season last year With a Let's say a smart Smart price Sparkling water And we started the season With like a decent Whiskey haven't we You know what I mean He's just class all over Hands the call on social media For a Dan Cam I still think Because he I I hate We've talked about it Chris I hate Mm -hmm. that coaches Are standing with the arms folded And just looking And somebody gets sent off And you know They're looking at the crowd And they're looking The weather is like And maybe wondering What's for tea tonight Stendhal is literally that 12 man He kicks, he has everything he does from the sideline And I think that, that gives the squad the confidence then as well Very vocal, especially at home you can hear it very well Mikey, Mikey, and, and you know uh, He calls him Cammy as well Cammy, Cammy, Every, everybody's E um, And I think it's just, it's just such a fit That we had a young squad anyway That could adjust to playing the type of football He's got them fitter, he's got them better We get... Out of some players, I say twenty five percent more than we did last season, and there was no better picture to sum up the match than Cavari running to Stendhal when was it the first goal, second goal, third goal? I, I remember when it was, and it showed John Scarsball just hugging, and the delight on on Stendhal's face. That it, it's more than just a club, and it? it feels like this is almost his club. Like it's more uh, yeah, than just it, a job. He's looking that way, and you can tell that everything on the pitch and off the pitch is working well. One last word on Stendhal before the break, and afterwards we'll get stuck into Southend and other things. Um, is it a, was it a good thing for Daniel that he had that young squad that he was able to manipulate and get into the Daniel Stendhal way? I think that's very much worked in the manager's favour, Carlo, in the summer and up to now. I think so, and you know I don't want to be you know I don't want to start debates, although we're happy to have debates. But you look at some of the players that we lost over the you know over the summer or the season before. If it had come the season before, I, you know, I love Adam Adam Hamill, and there's no problem with Adam Hamill. But I don't think Adam Hamill could have played at the pace and the pressure that we play now. So the squad we had was able. And capable of playing that high pressing stand away and longer may continue. This is for the fans. The vibe. Well, sometimes I go out by myself and I look across the water.
The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. And we're back on The Reds Report. Nice couple of tunes on your Wednesday afternoon to set you on your way home. And The Reds Report in your ear, your only Barnsley FC radio show and podcast that is live through the week, in the middle of the week, to catch up on everything all Barnsley FC. Carl, obviously last Saturday, great win for Barnsley. A tactical masterstroke from the manager, a superb performance from 1 to 11, even the lad that went off as well. The, pl- the substitutes that came on, all the goals. Super. The, I, would, I meant to ask you in the opening, but I, I completely passed me by. But that Woodrow goal is as good as I've seen. You keep your screamers. That as soon as it got passed into his feet, bump. As soon as he stroked it, told me it was in the back of the net before he'd even hit it. Lovely goal. Just shows the predatory in- instincts of the man himself. And all in all, for Barnsley, a super, a superb day on the seaside. Oh. Completely. You just used the two words I was going to use, instinct and pedigree, but I think people that can score that sort of goal, there's pedigree strikers on there. I know he's yes. only young, but there's obviously much more to come to have that. And, and you know, he's not took... You know, he don't look like a striker under pressure because his, his, his strike partner is sort of out for the rest of the season. He seems to be enjoying his football. I think he's appreciated by the fans more often than not. I think he had an off game at Portsmouth where he sort of went missing at times and, and he, he sat far too deep. Maybe that was because of the Moore situation and maybe that's where Stanley learned from it and changed it for... We were under a bit more pressure though, weren't we, at Portsmouth, to be fair. They, they had to win that game, didn't they? Yeah. And it, it definitely took a bit of a shine off of and, our players. And, and I think the opposition, up in Portsmouth, footballing-wise, I think superior to, to, to Southend any day. Yes. But I think, you know, you're also lucky because Southend, I think, have more players... Out injured than they have on the first team sort of you know rolter yeah. kind of thing. So many out, but you still have to win, and and it looks for a while like oof, it could be one of those in front of the cameras, not very good, mm-hmm. and it's weird that actually going down to ten men. But saying it, isn't it? It's harder to play against ten men, and I agree with that. I think it's even harder to play against ten men managed by Daniel Standall because we made ten look like twelve. Well, the, the, it was the. The, ta- the tactics were spot on for a start off. He, he went three in midfield and chucked Tiam up top, which, you know, it, it made it made Southend realise we weren't going to stop in our in our pursuit of a victory and play the way we did in the first half. I did worry like you though at half time, is it going to be three three ball draws in a row? And I think that would have it it would have derailed Barnes a little bit, wouldn't it? And we the manager couldn't allow that to happen at the weekend. No, and, and let's say it was a nil nil half of the Barnsley fans were saying, Well, you know, nil nil's not good enough, that's it, we're not going up and everything else. Other half would be saying, Well, you know, with ten man, at least we didn't lose, we did okay against eleven. I think we we set our expectation a bit higher as well now because we're doing so well. We're expecting to win. And a draw now, I mean the the Burton draw Portsmouth, you know, the Burton I think was a sort of like a, a strange match because everything that had happened and you know the postponement, um, but, but they definitely came to frustrate. I think we we lost our way against Portsmouth a little bit, and Adam Davies to think to, to thank for a fantastic save first half mm-hmm. penalty save, and it, it just all came together. You could see they've obviously practiced. They, they've he's come up with a game plan. He's stuck to the game plan. The, the players get the game plan. It just works and it's beautiful to watch. Unlike we, this we, Field City derby, I don't know if he's no, di- absolutely dire three games in a row, nil nil that fixture, that particular <laughs> fixture. But I mean, we were talking about that. Obviously, it's fifteen unbeaten now, isn't it, for Barnsley in the league? And we said it's it, at the one point it was looking win, 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 win. We didn't mind that odd D and a D in there because it sets you back on that front foot now for another run of wins, which started last Saturday. Yeah. You know, it's just the way that because you, you, we we thought you can't keep winning, you can't keep winning, but the odd draw will take it. Yeah, and, and, and the draw and, felt and, like and a were, loss, didn't and it? There were good draws though at good times. Yeah. You know, you go to Portsmouth who were flying high all that way, that travel, a team that had to win didn't win, and yeah. then the stuff Sunday at the weekend as well. So it was a good point in the end for Barnsley, a point well gained, and then to win away from home is just prove what we said: you're winning your own games, you stay unbeaten, and you win the odd two four, yeah. two, two out of four away from home. Away, either yes. a one or a three. Completely. You're going to be in there, aren't you? And, and it's just all in all a great weekend for Barnsley. I think the back four were superb again. Liam Lindsay comes in for some stick, but I think him and Pinnock as a pair, there's, there's been nobody to dislodge him for a reason, hasn't there? I think defensively, there's, there's no better pairing of centre backs in this league. And no, I mean that. I think at times the distribution from Lindsay might be. Is, it, is that because he's got the confidence in it? Because he was brought in as a ball playing centre half, and that's what. That was a, a lot of Ecky's tactics at the start of Lindsay's reign was. Going to give it to Liam Lindsay and it's the old diagonal ball across yeah. to the winger. Is it because he's trusted to get the ball to feet? He, he maybe only knows one way, but I think I agree with you. At times, it's been poor. And if they do scrub that bit out of his game and just make him no nonsense, which I think he was on Saturday, by the way, yeah. you're going to see a very good centre half and a, and a lad who 
it's going to be nearly 100 games, isn't it, for Barnsley by the time next season starts for Liam Lindsay? Yeah. So that's not bad for a lad who's been here two years. Next year it'll be his second year in the Championship if Barnsley do go up and they'll be a more rounded, a more mature player. Completely. Keep them together. I think that's the main thing, isn't it? Keep hold of both so. of them. Um, yeah. Especially Pinnock because, um, well, we haven't spoken about him. It, it doesn't look like a football. You know, you talk about, yeah. you know, the Barnsley player fit, lean, muscle, look at Cavari. And you look at you look at um, Ethan Pinnock, and he is that no nonsense. I, I can't remember last time he lost a ball no. in the air or on the floor. It is no nonsense. It is, I can't say risk free, but most of it is calculated. It's well done. It's well executed, and I think as a centre centre back pairing, fantastic. Danny Pinnellos, probably the most underrated player we've got. I think we spoke solid. about that off mic, didn't we? Yeah. You, you yeah. don't know what you've what you're missing till it's gone, and he's come back into the team. And he's been some player, hasn't he? Not not blessed in the pace department, but still manages to get up and down that left-hand side in support of TM. And also is very good at breaking up play. He is. And I think any team, you normally look for a weak link. Uh, normally in defence to say we're going to take it down that side. And I think a couple of times when Brownie played in a position that was almost targeted, wasn't yes. it, by other position teams. Yeah. Right. You're, you're the Eckrington manager, Chris. Yeah. You're playing Barnsley at Oakwell on Saturday at three o'clock. What would you say, honestly, what would you say was the weak link saying we need to exploit this or this? Well, you're hoping McGeehan's suspended yeah. and you're hoping they put, a, they put a young kid in the middle of midfield and then use your experienced lads who have, because of the money their chairman's put in now, they've managed to build a squad and keep them on longer deals, so they've got some experience in there. And you put an experienced man on the young kid, that's the only thing they can yeah. do. Yeah, oh, no, completely. That is the only thing that Accrington could do. And they've got a good manager to do that. Oh, yeah. But they're, I think they're going to be hopefully looking at maybe McGee and being um, retrospectively banned. Because that's the only thing I could, could see there being any trouble for Barnsley. If, if McGee's banned, do you just stick with, put Dougal at the back and, and put Bearer in his place? Cause yeah, because yeah, because Bearer has been awkward, hasn't it? Because he's not been consistent, but when he's on it, he's unbeatable. Yeah, because Edges can come in on one side, Tim can go in on other, Bearer can... Mikey Steve can go in behind the striker and it's just the same it's just the same lineup that it was at South End yeah. and all you've done is replace one winger with this you brought a winger in for the suspended Jacob Brown and you've put Stevie Mike in, in behind the striker and I think you can't that's not changing a lot and you don't need to change I think that he much. looks for minimum disruption I mean I'm wondering I mean I don't know um, I wonder if he'll I don't, I don't know what the Accrington team is like, age-wise, everything. I don't know if it might start with Jordan Green being at home, having that pace to try and well, exploit. He could, well, he, he, he's possibly going to come in for Brownie, isn't he? Yeah. And that would be a good move, I think, that he's deserved a start as well. I mean, we thought he'd... Scarlet Pimpernel, one, he disappeared for a little bit after coming in and, and making an impression on his debut. Well, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? But, yeah. But he, you know, he took his chance, didn't he? Which, he which yeah, he took great. his and chance and he created he created havoc for Southend, I think, with his pace. And that that is what he's all about. I've said to you, a lot of wingers now like it to feet and like to run at players Jordan Green knows what he's good at he's good at getting him behind now whether that's playing him in the hole and playing him in Mikey Steve's place or playing him on the wing it's a different option to have he likes it over the top the other players like it to feet again it's more options for Barnsley and gives them that opportunity to exploit Accrington with pace over the top or exploit Accrington with our ability to move that ball in midfield very quickly and in and around the box because we're very good at both and the thing is as well if you're putting Jordan Green in he's got an eye for goal anyway he's got that pace yeah. And I think people like Mowat, Dougal, TM, let's say Jordan Jordan Green or, or Jacob Brown, they, the best form of defence is to attack the ball, isn't it? Oh, and, yeah. and I think at times our back four must be thinking, it's all right, this. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing Barnsley could be guilty of at the weekend is just turning up and thinking... That, because we, we've we've watched Barnsley for a long time, and it's happened in the past. Andy Rich's sides and and Paul Hart's sides when Paul Hart's teams were winning, and good John Thordersons. You go as far back as you can. The 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 team have been guilty in the past of thinking, well, we'll just turn up. That in turn doesn't create an atmosphere for the supporters. And and Barnsley just need to be very much like they have been every single week and on the metal. Because Accrington will come and want to get a go. They gave Sunderland a good run for the money at the stadium. I like the other Friday night. There'll not be a walkover. So Barnsley, if they stick to what they're good at, like you say, Carlo. There should be no problems, and I said this off air to you before we before we come on. At this stage of the season in March, nothing should be a problem. You're on seventy points now. Barnsley could realistically get ninety points and not go up automatically, yeah. and that is absolutely flabbergasting to think that that could happen. I, I have to say, my vision is—I don't know if it's vision or a wish—but my vision is that we'll get promoted. Um, I'll be honest with you; I think in second place, but we'll be promoted after a after a draw at home. 
last, last game of season against Blackpool. I don't want it to go that far. I, I don't. I don't think it will because I think Sunderland are going to Sunderland for on, for their only two defeats. They draw a hell of a lot of games, and if they don't beat us. They've got a lot of catch-up to play. I think the problem is... Well, not a problem. Because both Sunderland and Portsmouth now play in this funny cup final, um, they'll not play one weekend, and it's just about when are they... Those That's two games be. in hand for Sunderland then, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, by then they should have, I think, caught up, but then they've got obviously there in, in, in the checker trade final or whatever, which is good in a way. Because Portsmouth there's gone. always one... Because it's both for Sunderland, isn't it? Have Portsmouth so? gone for you, though? In terms of automatic, because for me, I, I think, think it's too late. Gone. I think it's too late. I think for Portsmouth, Portsmouth yeah. needs to just stay as they are and, 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 and go get a bit a, of form, go for a playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I very much see Luton Barnsley in any order. My head says we'll stay second. My heart says we, we can go first, but mm-hmm. I think we'll get automatic. Let's do it at home against Blackpool. I think that's nice for the fans as well. But I'm, I'm with you, um, and I think there's no better manager than Standall to keep these lads grounded. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, they went laser tagging again. I th- I would presume that would have been after the news that Kiefer Moore was out for the season to get them together. And these sort of little outings, I think they do have an effect. When, when Brownie got red card, they're all there. They're all helping each other. They all celebrate with the manager. And it's just, oh, I know I keep saying it. They're probably bored at home. But it's just a, such a good time to be a Barnsley fan. Because whenever we play home and away, we play football the right way. And, and I think all the, 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 the applause we got from Sky... Well deserved and long overdue. Oh, definitely. You, you, you felt very proud watching Barnes and listening to what they had to say on Sky at the weekend about the club, about them, especially the manager. And then they, they talked about how good we were at set pieces. And then we we subsequently put it in the crowd. Mount was uh, <laughs> over the ball towards the end of the first half, and they they're waxing lyrical about how good he is at set pieces. And it went into the uh, into the home fans, which is normally the the Sky Sports curse, isn't it? But let's talk about Cameron McGeehan from the weekend. Um, I'm going to give Mark Pickett a bit of a rub here because he said, didn't he? he put, I'm going to put me tin on here, McGeehan's been better than Mowat the last month and I think that's right I think Mowat, while slightly going off the boil has made McGeehan shine a lot more, Mowat's still playing very good football but I think McGeehan's been the better of the two over the last few games, I think he's improved a hell of a lot since he uh, got, got the start in the Barnsley side but let's talk about that retrospective ban that could be coming his way, we said before we came on air and I'll say it on air you can see why they would ban him and you can see why they wouldn't ban him because the fact of the matter is the kid slid in he knows there's a player there but he doesn't look at him and that's the thing Barnsley are going to hang their hat on but you can also see the FA saying well he knew he was here because he slid in on his teammate prior to that so is it just going to be what side of the bed the FA wake up on? Well, I think the first thing we have to do is wonder is, did the club appeal it, yes or no? Because they acknowledged mm-hmm. the charge. Did they appeal Yeah, we don't know that, do we? Because no. we don't know. My guess is... They've got to, haven't they? I, I think they will have done. Yeah. And that's why nothing's been said. Um, I, it, it's a personal view. I looked initially... Ooh, I looked back. There's a, some clips going around on, uh, on, on Twitter and social media. And all I can see is he's in the air, he's looking at the ball, the player, the the, the, the South End player, is actually moving because it's almost like he gets pushed by the player. The Him and Dougal, it's yeah. the, the, the original tackles with Kenny Dougal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so mm-hmm. Dougal sort of moves, the player then moves towards where Cam's flying to, because he's in the air. And I think the way Cameron McGeehan lands, so he, he, he lands on one leg, but then he sort he of puts like it down and then pulls it up, doesn't he? A bit, mm. losing, and that made me think that it wasn't an intended stamp, because otherwise you would have proper gone down. Sorry, I just hit me on toe. Um, you would have proper gone down then, wouldn't you? And I just think, could have done more. It's hard. It's a split decision kind of thing. I, I, I don't think there was any intent. No. And I think the problem is, when it's a televised game, suddenly the... Um, but the, the, the you know the, the commentators and, and, and talking about it, and I still find it weird. And if somebody can explain to me, if somebody from the FA wants to get in contact, or if you know a referee, please let me know. I still don't understand how I can watch a Premier League match. We're on the goal line for I believe a corner. One player absolutely boots the other player with no. I don't know why. It absolutely boots him. But the, apparently the referee spotted it, so it was okay. This happens, and it looks accidental, and it's in a Barnsley match. And retrospectively, because the, the referee didn't see it, you can get a three-match ban. Mate, the FA's got a lot to answer for. They certainly have. If he'd have seen it, and the player would have reacted, and on heart now, not Barnsley fan, he'd have got sent off, wouldn't he? Yeah, oh, completely. But I think yeah. the fact that he didn't react made me think that the player yes. actually... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it, again, let's say he gets banned, right? Not great, but then you look at who you've got, and like you say, you've got a you've got a Mikey Bearer. Um, you leave other teams guessing. 
You know, it you might do. well be that you you win narrowly one nil at home against Accrington and stand all the signing. Well, actually, I'm going to change this up a bit. For listen, some we we accepted that against Rochdale. We'd have took it going off somebody's backside because we were awful against Rochdale at home. You'd take that again at the weekend, wouldn't you, for Barnsley? Completely, completely. And it, it's it's about getting the points. It's about keeping the confidence. And I think the Accrington match, whilst I agree with you, it won't be as easy as people make out. No, it's a fantastic dress rehearsal for me. Because the two games that followed, to me, could could define how the next three g- the next three games yeah. are going to play a very much. They're, they're going to be very. They're going to play a big part in our bands this season. Pans out yeah. two home games in the Yorkshire Derby a week on Friday is um, it's 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 um, it's twitchy bum time. I think now, well, Carlo, yeah, To be honest, even if you take the Accrington out and you, you, of the, so of the next four, the Accrington's probably the easiest. And I know it sounds really no, no, because I think. Sunderland is season defining as it is. Are you going automatics or are you going final playoffs? A Yorkshire Derby against a Doncaster side that let's they'll be honest, to, they'll want to do some of the best over. football I've yeah. seen at Oakwell besides ourselves. And then you've got quite a difficult game away to Walsall, which is again is an early kickoff, which is again is on Sky. And Walsall, if I right, I'm looking at they're not down down, but they're not. Are they they're about fifteenth or something like that. And they seem to be struggling a bit, aren't they? So. They do. They, they, They've not had a good couple of years, have they, bless them, since they got in the playoffs, and, and we beat them, to yep. be honest, so yep. they've, they're have very much just floundering, they've had some good results, they've had some indifferent results, and they've had some bad results, Walsall, so they'll be a, they'll be another tough game yep. away from home, and that's on the TV as well, so... But I agree with you, I mean, to play on Saturday at three o'clock, Friday a quarter to eight, and Sunday, uh, sorry, and then on Friday night a quarter, you know, that's that's three, three matches in seven days, uh, sort of season-defining. It certainly is, up the Ajax... The Reds Report on the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
This is for the fans. The Vibe. by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. We're back on the Red Report, Chris Mason, Carlo van der Water, and just been having a quick look at the league table because we were going to lead with Accrington coming to Oakwell with maybe not much to play for, but it's not the case, Carlo, is it, looking at that uh, bottom of the table? No, I'm just borrowing Kyle's phone because I got reception down here. So if you look, bottom four, Wimbledon, Bradford, Rochdale, Bristol Rovers, you've got on 20th position, you've got Walsall on 39 points. And in 13th, you've got South End, South End on 41. So it's two points different. In the middle of that, in 15th, is Accrington on 41 points. Now, they have they, they, they have got a game in hand on some of these. Um, but 
it, but you it, thought they were safe, didn't you? You know, you talk about what they've done this season. They've they've picked up good results here and there. They've they've very much won supporters with their their style of football. The managers brought that team up and they've done well. And then I thought they'd have just been here for a jolly up Saturday, and they, they very much need the points. Yeah, it, it's it's. It's a weird one because what they've achieved is fantastic, and I, I still think they will stay up. I think yeah. there's a lot worse sides than Accrington. And I think the good thing about Accrington, especially early on in the season, is they surprise some teams on their own ground. That I think so. Yeah, the, you know the type of football they play, but like everything, you know they seem to have petered out a little bit. Um, lost again yesterday. Um, one of the game in and Sunderland, didn't it as well? Yeah. yeah, that game because that got called off, didn't it? That was the rain one, wasn't yes, it? There was it the was one with the, the rain. It was treacherous, wasn't it? So quickly, let's look at the eleven then for the weekend. Obviously, let's uh, armchair armchair book the eleven as they'd say. There's not much little disruption we think from the manager. He, he likes as little disruption as possible. Um, I'll shoot to Kyle. And I've got to ask Kyle: Does Mike Bearer come in in place of McGee? And if he's booked, if he, if he's suspended for the weekend? Yeah, for me, I think he should. Yeah, um, he had a. He, came, he dropped in with it against Wickham when Kiefer Moore he, yeah. he dropped in and I thought he had a good game he won his penalty and that and then they, a lot of fans describe him as like hot and cold don't they you get some good games you get some bad games well not bad games from him just quiet for me though I'd, I'd, I'd have him in if McGeehan does get that suspension I think it's indifferent sometimes isn't it Carlo from, from uh, Mikey Steve at, at times and I think that's what splits the opinion of the fan base at, at Oakwell yeah I think the uh, <laughs> The form he's in at the moment, when you saw some of the things he did against, um, well, when he came on against South and, and before the Portsmouth match as well. Um, sure, he's class, didn't he, Saturday? I, th- I think so. And I think he's got it. It's just not consistent enough at times. Um, no. I think he, he's probably one of those players that really took, because it probably knew Standall anyway. And I think if you play him, if, if you look at some of the goals where he gets the ball in midfield and he drives forward, that's what I think has been lacking from a Mowat type of player, where early on the season he'd go past and that killer pass. Um, that's why I like Kenny Dougal because that's what Kenny Dougal does but I think Mike um, especially on, on, on Saturday a couple of times gets the ball and th- the goal that, you know the, the um, Woodrow goal that you talked about what a fantastic pass he didn't have to move he didn't have to stand still he could still go <laughs> just laid it in his path didn't absolutely. he absolutely he didn't have to make any adjustments yeah. whatsoever bang so I think if you've got that then it makes life for Woodrow so much easier We've just been talking about the threat of the opposition and they've really slipped off a little bit, Kyle. And we look at, you know, as Anzala and Abili Key, they are going to be, no pun intended, they are going to be key for Accrington at the weekend, aren't they, if they're going to cause Barnsley any threat? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, two big names for Accrington. Um, had a good start to the season and, and we've just said off air, they, they've just dropped, seem to have dropped off. I've not seen seen any in a court score sheet for a while, to be honest. But, you know, Billy Key's a big presence... Good eye, good eye for goal when when he's got it, and Zanzala's that sort of quick, pacey winger that can try and get it in box for key. Who comes in on the uh, on the wing for you, Carlo? Obviously, we, we we feel that he'll go with that formation that we we obviously talk about a hell of a lot on here. We say it's the four two three one, and it it was definitely that Saturday before the sending off of of young Brownie. We we did we speak about it off air? I think well, it was on air, wasn't it? Jordan Green in for you, or is it a Ryan Hedges? Jordan Green's earned his chance, hasn't he? Um, I think so. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think Ryan Hedges. I, I like to see Ryan Hedges play. I really like him as a player. However, I think when it comes to pace, if you want to, especially on the break, and you want to grind teams down, then you have to start with Jordan Green because I think his pace is is very hard for opposition to deal with. And if you know, then that's backed up by a striker in form and a sort of like an attacking midfielder or a number ten role for Mike Bader. Don't get me wrong, I know he's not scored many. He's only scored one, I think, this season, hasn't he? But I think he's got an eye for goal. So I think you you need to do that for me. So Jordan Green comes in for Brownie and Mike Bearer comes in for McGeehan. How difficult will it be for Barnsley at the weekend knowing that they've got that game on Tuesday and knowing that with the lack of options up front they can't afford to wrap a Corley Woodrow in cotton wool, can they? No, but that's why I think it's good. I don't want to... Accrington are a good side Accrington are easy if we play the type of football that we play week in week out we should be able to get the points we need against Accrington and I do and there's nothing saying that if we're 2-0 up that he might actually after 70 minutes take Woodrow off to just give him a rest and say to I don't know TM right you go up front and he puts Hedges in that role or whatever I think he, he might swap it for that but then you, you, you know you, you can't Lately, we've seen to have coped better if there was, you know, a, a Saturday, a Tuesday match kind of thing. Um, 
they all want it, don't they? They all look super fit. Other years I've worried and I thought, oh, they still look a bit, you know. That's why the likes like an Isgrove is gone because he never even looked like he could last 60 minutes, never mind two matches in three days. So I'm not too worried about that because I think the the importance of the match and, the, the, you know, the level of opposition, the away fans will make it a fantastic night under the lights on Tuesday night at Oakwell. Before we get an Accrington prediction from everybody in the studio, just quickly on to that Sunderland game, Carlo. They won it as well Tuesday. There's no mistake about it. They've only lost twice all season. They're third. They've got a game in hand. This is the game that Jack Ross is pinpointing Tuesday night for Sunderland. Let's take our Barnsley hats off for a minute. They pinpoint that game Tuesday night as a winnable game, a game they want to win because they know they've got a game in hand as well. Yeah, if they if if they win, they go what two points above us, and yes. then they've got a game in hand. Let's say they win the game in hand, suddenly they're five points. That's you know, it. And there's not many games now where you can make it up. I know there's still some awkward games. We've got a half decent running. I think Sunderland still have to go to record and some mm-hmm. other ones. Yeah. I think, so from a Jack Ross point of view, and he has to, that's his job, he has to build them up for that. Has it dropped well for him, Carlo, having a game in hand and knowing that they've got that game as well, because they've closed the gap on Barnsley with the four points Barnsley dropped against Burton and Portsmouth, and Sunderland actually kept winning games, didn't they? Yeah, and I just think, so when you're a Jack Ross, you have to say that, don't you? You have to get them up for it, you're wanting a big away following, which they'll always get anyway. I think if you're a Barnsley manager, you say... You play like we always have done. There's That's a reason it, yeah. why we haven't lost at home for almost a year. If we play like we can, Sunderland will come to play. That suits us down to the ground. We've struggled with the sides. that almost part yes. of the boss came to frustrate us. Sunderland are coming for the three points, and I think that will benefit us in a huge way. It certainly will. Um, Kyle, can we get a quick score prediction for yourself for, for, for Saturday? Um, 3-0 for me to Barnsley. I don't think... Who's going to score first? Because I know we, we had it last week. Um, Woodrow. I think Woodrow, yeah. Woodrow. Ka- Carlo, what are you thinking for Saturday? Um... I'm going for a 2-0. Yeah. I can, I'll, I'll agree with that, definitely. And I'll go for a TM goal first. TM? Very nice. Why not? I'm going to go 2-0 Barnsley and Ethan Pinnock up from the corner. For Barnsley, I think, for definitely first goal scorers, most certainly for me. We'll have to do a Sunderland one as well, because obviously oh. we're in the studio next week, so there's something we have to do as well, and then we'll see how good we were next week. I'll just take... I'll just take um, coming out of that game unscathed, if I'm honest, against Sunderland. That, that, because that just leaves it back where it was, and then you... I think they're going to lose another game or two Sunderland and that's where we'll take advantage towards the end of the season so I'll take a draw Tuesday night I think we can win the game but we need to come out of it unscathed because if Sunderland win all the they, they'll be very much in the box seat Sunderland if they beat Barnsley so I'll take anything other than a Sunderland win on Tuesday I'll go for a, I'll go for 1-1 one, one on Tuesday yeah. and it'll be um Somebody you on maybe like a Kenny Dougal type player that will score a goal. But I think we'll get at least, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I'll go 1 1. What about you, Kyle? I think it'll be a tight game and I think we'll both cancel each other out. But I think Barnes will win 1 0. I like it. We'll be back next week on the Red Report with a lot to talk about. And we'll be looking forward to the Doncaster Rovers game again on Sky. The Leeds United of League One, we've been called. Who would have thought that? We'll catch you next week on the Red Report live on The Vibe with myself, Chris Mason, and Carlo van der Watering. The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Online, on mobile, and here. Play The Vibe Barnsley. Dr. Trudy Fleer here with the 5G Home Recovery Podcast. Let's discuss a very real existential threat to internet speed. It's a big one. Ready? T-Mobile Home Internet. It lags. Now, what is lag? Lag is a delay in data being transmitted across the internet. For example, you're hitting that hot drop, the parachute cuts out, you've got an unsuspecting bot in your sights, and lag! You were actually eliminated 10 seconds ago. Nobody deserves that. So stop letting T-Mobile home internet ruin everything and switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash T-MoFacts. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping, and Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.